Attention feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your huddy scream fuddy-duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder Most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. This is um, episode 50. What? Five. Zero. We are doing nothing special. Just FYI. No, listen, we just did a one year anniversary thing. We've done enough special things. We've done enough special. They don't care, but you know what? I'm just saying. And it's Pride Month. Pride, everybody. Welcome to. Welcome to Gay Times. The gayest. The gayest. Lily has now rescinded her I'm gay. (laughs) She's not gay anymore. She decided she's not gay anymore. She told me there's a boy in her school she likes. Yes, Austin. I, I think. have no idea who it was. I didn't ask. Yeah, I, was like, I said okay. I'd fucking kill him. I'm gonna break, like, break Austin's legs. Me too. Um, they were talking about boobies the other day. And then, she, obviously, this little boy said she came home and she was like, Next morning, we were chatting and she was saying, Oh, I just, um, this thing happened in school. Can I talk to you about it? And I was like, Yeah. She was like, Me and like, Austin was talking to me about, like, uh, boobies. And I didn't really know what he asked me, so I just said yeah, but I don't know what it, I don't know what he was saying. And I was like, okay. And I was like, right. I was like, did it make you feel uncomfortable? And she was like, yeah, but I don't know why, because I don't know what he was asking me. What was he asking her? I don't know. Like he was only sucking on them four years ago. Calm so down, I was Austin. like, right. What we'll do is we'll I'll because like you can uh, like instant message the teacher kind of thing. Oh, it's right. like yeah, like dojo. It's called. I'll be turning that on, on silent um, so I was like like it's instant message but like they read it after class ah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, anyway I messaged her and I was like this is a bit of a weird one but Lily is saying that something happened between her and a little boy and it was about like boobies but Lily wouldn't really know that word because she knows like the correct word yeah. for our bodies and you know um, so but she's saying that it made her uncomfortable but she also said that you said that we're going to talk about breasts tomorrow. I was like, what? What? Happened. Anyway, teacher message back said she didn't hear the conversation between her and Austin, but Lily came to the teacher to be like, Austin is talking to me about nipples, not boobies. Oh, okay. And she said to Lily, because they're doing like a whole like, Physical Anatomy safety. Thing? Okay. No, it's like physical safety and personal safety. Okay. And that um, she just wasn't expecting the question to come up before they did that. Okay. So she was like, I know you have questions about it, but in a couple of, like, I'm going to send a letter home to your parents and next week we're going to talk about, like, your bodies and, like, your private... Areas. Your pri- privacy and how to be safe. Okay. And she was like, but I don't know. I spoke to Austin, but he just, like, got, like 
quiet. So I think what happened is Austin said, I have nipples and you have nipples, but you have boobs. And I don't have And boobs. I don't. That I was, think that's what happened. That's what happened? Yeah. I don't really know. Like, she just said that he was talking. She didn't say anything else. Oh. That was like, oh, no, we're here already? Yeah. We're only six. Fucking hell, man. It's starting already, like. Yeah, but the thing with Linny is she knows ever like she knows so much that sometimes maybe I've told her too much and then sometimes I worry that like she'll say things that other kids don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I know, she yeah, yeah, yeah. she doesn't necessarily know what periods are, but she does know that I bleed from yeah, my vagina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and she asks questions and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know if I've told her too much. Not only you've told her too much, I think a lot of parents don't tell their kids stuff. And they just presume that they're gonna find it out. Yeah, she asked me because she has an awful habit of just walking into the bathroom. Um, (laughs) She was like, "What's that? Why are you wearing that?" I was like, "Why is your vagina hairy?" Get out of the bathroom! No, I don't think so. I think it's probably a thing where it's like a lot of parents don't tell their kids anything. No, she's always like from day one when we like just like the conversation came up about our bodies. We always refer to like our bodies like anatomically correct names and. Those types of things. Tits! Well, I just think it's... Funny! It's not... I think it's important (laughs) that, like... Mickey! You remove the, like, stigma of even saying... Five of kids, that's what I'm going to tell them. It's your Mickey. That's your Mickey. You will never have children. Ever have children. Blessed! Uh, Not stressed. Hashtag blessed, not stressed. Welcome to this week's episode of Murder Most Irish. Episode 50. Episode 50. We haven't done anything. We're not doing anything. Sorry. Just, you know, have a little party by yourselves. Um... I don't think anybody cares, but you know. It's been a long week. It has been all... It's only Tuesday. It's been a long week. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, this morning I got up and oh, I was like... Oh, lads. How? Working. It's just... Working in the heat. Alone in my arse, like... Have we got any um housekeeping? Housekeeping? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So the first thing I wanted to say uh, was... Thank you. Nope. To who? Uh... We, somebody who was very, very, very kind to us from the the inception of this podcast and who like went out of her way to get people to listen to us and talked about us loads on Instagram and she's actually a very lovely, lovely person, uh, recently lost her partner, her partner passed away. Um, I don't know if she's comfortable with us, I'm not going to mention like her name or the podcast name or anything like that because I don't know if if she's comfortable with it, but I just wanted to pass on behalf of us our condolences on to her. And to her family and to her partner's family because it's fucking horrific. So, um, so sad. Just so sad. And I thought maybe, I know it doesn't mean much, but we just like maybe dedicate this episode to him just as like a means of saying we're thinking of you and uh, we really, it's obviously not okay, but like we hope you get through what you need to get through uh, to be okay um, because it was really shocking and horrible. Yeah. Um, that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing was that we're on the What's Up Doc podcast. What's Up Doc? With the gorgeous, gorgeous, fabulous Gemma. She's got her hair done. Her hair, she's just a ride. Like Her hair's beautiful. How does she have a child that age? Makes no sense. She looks amazing. Um, so just, it's uh, it's What's Up uh, What's Up Doc podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple podcasts, everything. Um, she's so professional. She's nothing like us. She is like... She's got her shit together. She is a shit together but yeah if you want to listen to that too i mean you have to when if you wanna oh you don't have to you're you so bad at hawking her shit you fucking terrible. better listen i'm terrible at hawking her shit we talk what do we talk about lisa uh lisa lamb lisa lamb the documentary about lisa lamb and the cecil hotel um the cecil hotel cecil, i always say cecil i always say cecil cecil hotel um i started listening to it and i had to turn it off because i can't listen to myself 
But I, you listen to yourself on this. I only listen to myself on this because I have to. Colin gives me the episode and he's like, go through that. And I was like, you need to cut out, we'll cut it out. I have to. So when I'm listening to Thank this... Thank God you do. When I'm listening to this, I'm not even really... Praise I'm not be. paying any attention to myself but because it was on our show. I was like, oh, that's off. I couldn't listen to it. I'll try again, Gemma. Praise I, be I couldn't. to Jesus. I couldn't. Well, I'll try again. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I was very annoyed about this week. Tell me. Uh, Sister Earth in our housekeeping yeah 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 it was just something that I wanted to talk about because a lot of people a few people on Instagram have messaged me about it because I put up something about it and a few people that were from uh, were indigenous people messaged me about it um, it was just about the bodies of those 250 yeah. indigenous children uh, found in the remains of the Kamloops Indian Residential School in southern British Columbia um, that school I think the reason that I, I want to talk about it is because those schools were run by the Catholic Church yeah um, and they got a brand they are disgusting vile fucking human beings and they basically try to assimilate these children into Catholicism and take away their culture and their heritage um, and their indigenous culture and, and kill them, murdered them and buried them in the fucking ground. Yeah. Um, so it was just because a lot of stuff came up. This because Sinead O'Connor's book just came out, Rememberings. Oh yeah. A lot of people were talking about when she was on SNL and she tore up the picture of the Pope as like a means to be like, this motherfucker knows kids are being raped and abused and he's ignoring it. And like the outcry that came from that, but it just made me think about these poor people in British Columbia. I I can't even say the name of the tribe. I apologise. It's I I can't. No, let me. No, I didn't even write it down. Let me I was like I was like I can't. I don't want to butcher the the name of the tribe. But um, just to anybody who. But you know they're not the only ones. Of course not. There's they found another 115 bodies the other day. Yeah. Like this is it's it's going to be there's going to be a lot of this but just a couple of people indigenous people messaged me uh, on Instagram so I just want to say we're thinking of you and we know how horrific this is and this is the Catholic Church's MO to a fucking T yeah. so we feel your pain and we're with you and that's all, just all I right. wanted to say that's all I wanted to say the world's a nightmare fuck the Catholic Church and I mean that from the bottom of my heart fuck the Catholic Church I have I grew up Catholic and I went to Mass every week and I served mass and my family were very religious. So this is not coming from like, fuck the Catholic Church, bitch. This is coming from a person that actually was in the Catholic Church. Fuck them from the bottom of my heart. I have no time for any of them. Uh, there are good Catholic people. Yes, there are. Should the Catholic Church exist? No, it shouldn't. Mm. Just, it's disgusting. And the fact that they won't come out and be like, listen, we're really sorry for what happened to these people. No, because they have to give money. Yeah, we're really sorry for the damage and the pain we have caused. And the generational pain we have caused entire countries that have led them to become alcoholics, drug abusers, rapists and child molesters themselves. But you know what? It's totally fine because we can just go to mass on a Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to say to every indigenous person out there that messaged me, I will reply. I just didn't get a chance. But yes, that's all I wanted to say. That's what I was mad about this week. Is that all you were mad about this week? I'm not talking mad about other stuff, but right now that's what I'm mad about. I'm still mad about the fact that uh, people think that Israel have called a ceasefire. What? They have not called a ceasefire. Why do people think this? Because they said they did. And everyone's like, ceasefire. There's no ceasefire. They're still killing people. They're still killing kids. They're still arresting people illegally. They're still doing the They're still moving them off their land Horrific amount of I like the way the news uses terms like, we're a peaceful evicting. Yeah, peaceful eviction. You're not. You're, you're not a victim. You're, they didn't not not pay rent. No, you, you don't were, own this land. You were literally land. taking their homes from over like, their heads illegally. Like you're like colonizing. Yeah. You're cleansing. So you're ethnic up. cleansing. Like but just that so many people were like, oh my god, yay! Hashtag peace. Hashtag no. There hasn't been peace, and there won't be peace. Like so. Oh, was I mad about anything else? No, I'm sure I was. Being friends with me. Yeah. 
I'm sure I saw Best something. decision you've ever made. I'm sure I saw something on the internet that I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I haven't been on the internet much this week. I was on the internet loads. I, I watched tons of uh, The Chateau. Le Chateau. Oh, with Dick Strawbridge. Le Chateau. What a man. What, what a, a man. man. That motherfucker built an elevator in that house. What a man! A full working elevator. Do you for know that what woman. always bothers me? She must have a mouth like a Hoover. She must. Because I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. Holy fuck! Do you know what bothers me? What? More than anything else about the chateau. What? They never showed me using lift. She's always walking them downstairs before. Get the said. lift! If I had that lift, I'd never walk up. I I work on the I'm second so- floor in work. <laughs> You're like bing bong, and I get the lift. <laughs> I, I work on the first floor. I live on the first floor. Regularly get the lift. Um, like. I was listening to a podcast one time. I can't remember which one it was. And this guy was talking about how much it annoyed him that people lived on the first floor got the lift. Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking yeah. business. He's like, there's no need for you to get in the lift. Yes, there is. I'm lazy. And it's I don't need to explain like, that to you. Yes, there is. Like, and the I can rent. Everyone in my job will tell you that like, it's actually for the benefit of my health that I get the lift. When I get to the second floor... I can't breathe for like an hour. You can't breathe because you're sick as yeah. well. Sarah's. By the way, if anybody's keeping count, this is week six. Uh, seven. Week seven of Sarah being violently unwell. unwell. Yeah. Just can't get better. What are you going to do? Are you going to do anything? I don't know what I can do. I've gone to the doctor. I've been on antibiotics. I've like done the thing for my ear. I'm still on the folic acid. How's the ear? Is it oh, I'm underwater. Like. Um, oh, every time I like, if I tip my head, it goes gluk 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 gluk. Um, and yeah, I'm just not sure how to get rid of this now at present. I've been drinking loads of pineapple juice because someone told me that's good for like clearing like mucus oh, on your chest. Okay. Um, is it working No, no. Although, like, so this is disgusting. Oh come on, I love disgusting shit. You know me. But it was actively green in the beginning. Okay, that means there's infection. Uh, but it means that your white blood cells are fighting the infection. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but now it's not as green. It's like clear, clearish. Right. So, but it tastes like death. Really? Oh, when I hock it up. I am so sorry for anyone who listened to this. Yeah, fine, and I can't talk it up. I don't know. I don't understand those people that oh, are I able can, to. I can do that. I, can I can't. I'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying not to let it go down on my lungs. That's what I've been trying not to I do. Know, I know. But like, I don't there's know. no point. I was gonna say to go back to the doctor, but it's like, what the fuck are they gonna give you? Are you I ta- don't. Are you taking your inhaler? Do you feel like you need to take your inhaler? No, because the wheeze is actually not in my chest. The wheeze is like right here in my throat. It's like right at the top of. It's like right here. So you do, it isn't like it's in your... bronchial. Okay. So like, I actually don't feel like the tightness. That I feel there is actually not that I can't get the air into my lungs. It's that it gets like really tickly here. Okay. So I can't actually take a deep breath because my bronchial tube goes. Jesus. Um, and that's why when I like when I'm lying down, in particular the first day I got a, I didn't sleep. I'm like wheezing, but it's not my chest wheezing. It's not my throat. If anybody has any idea how to help Sarah Jane, please. I get this ever since I got bronchitis when I had Lily, and it just whenever I get any form of a head cold, it goes like straight. These fucking kids. I know. It's not like she's yeah no one is yeah I was gonna say she's not the only problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, she's, um, she's she's the and I'm currently just pissing all over myself because I can't stop coughing. Having a piss, having a time of my life. Um, yeah, I have no housekeeping. People on the Facebook, as usual, are all about sexy horses. Sexy. Horses. I think we actually on the Facebook. I think in particular, 
We might get shut down for potential bestiality if we keep going the way we're going. Oh. <laughs> I keep saying things like I'm going to fuck that horse. <laughs> oh my God. Sarah! <laughs> I think I might be flagged. At least put in an asterisk. What? At least put in an asterisk. And they... Apparently, yeah, on Facebook you can't say cunt or anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, like they see so you put in an, That's why when I was putting up the 84 cunts posters on Etsy, I put in an asterisk on as well on Instagram because they flag certain words. You young people on the internet, you it's don't like, to do things. It's like if... um. There's a girl I follow on Instagram and she has a Facebook and she thing the other day at Facebook she's been like I hate men and they blocked her like they shut down her Facebook page What? She's like apparently this is hate speech I was like the truth they don't want to hear the truth Yeah they, they shut down her page uh, So yeah everything is like most things are seen as like hate speech you know, so you have to um, be Did you hear about that lad that oh. man with the last his last like child payment in America Oh my god why did he do that? Why did he do that? But like he's also an idiot, right? So he gave his la- his child payment, his monthly child payment was eight hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Go right. R- robbing the bank. And his the thing as well about America that I find odd, right? So in Ireland, you've got children's allowance, but it's quite low. Yeah. But if you are if you have like a wife and kids, you have to pay for the family abode until. Your children like essentially move leave out. out. Leave out, yeah. yeah. It's Isn't not to do at eighteen. It's to do it like when they're gone. Yeah. Anyway, he paid the eight hundred dollars in eight thousand pennies. What a fucking cock! Yeah, and poured it onto their driveway, and they gave there was kids, man, all of the money to a local shelter. Oh. To a local women's aid shelter, and then a local women's aid shelter started to get tons of donations in their name. That's so nice. Yeah. And then he was like, obviously still thought he was like, oh, it was just like a joke type thing. But he's like a realtor or a letting agent or something. And people are like fucking, oh, every a forum he's on, people are destroying him being like, like, why did you, like, why? Why did you do that? It's like, like, like way to build a relationship with your kid. Like your kid is going to be like, you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah, what a dick. Like regardless of his relationship with the mother, like that's still your child. Mm. Anyway, listen. Shut me down, Facebook. I hate men. Uh, you're not on Facebook. Yeah, um, I'm not. Did you watch anything? Have you been watching anything? Have you been reading anything? I haven't. I watched. I'm problematic. Okay. I'm a problem. Have you watched anything? No, I actually haven't. I've watched a thing. I can't remember. I probably was just watching Parks and Rec. Oh, happy, my happy place. My happy show. My my uh, my nice show. Uh, other than that, no, I haven't watched anything. Have I? No. I don't know what I've been doing. Yeah. Everything seems like a blur. Mm. I'm with remember. you. Someone asked me today in work, they were like, so what shows have you been watching? And I was like... Nothing. What? Blank slate. I watched, I'm, I've watched Bo Burnham's Inside like multiple times now. <laughs> and I am giving him all of the money because I just listen to Spotify all day. <laughs> I keep playing that Jeff Bezos song and work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, no, I Jeffrey Bezos and um, I. Graham made me watch The Lighthouse at the weekend. You didn't like it, right? Don't waste your time. <laughs> it's a lot. Have you not seen where he has a, a wank in the shed? Yeah, that's for real. Ugh. He had a real wank in the shed. Why? Because it's art, Emma. It's art. Then he starts to fuck a mermaid. Yeah. That was a lot of that. And Maria has a great big vagina on the front of her body. I watched that in Flavia's and the entire time I was like this. <laughs> Just staring at the wall. Yeah. I was like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. 
Um, He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I can't watch this. Also, I don't know if it's just because my hair is really bad at the minute. I couldn't understand anything they said. Oh, they're very difficult to understand. I was like... They're like, hi, 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 But also, what is with... What's his name? Flaffy's man. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. Why is he doing a Daniel Day-Lewis impression? I don't know. In that entire movie. The whole movie was like... I've abandoned my child! I've abandoned my child! Uh, the other guy, what's his name, is amazing though. What's that guy's name? Uh, the man with the teeth and the big penis. He has a ginormous penis. I don't need to know that. <laughs> I did not need to know that. Did you not know that? No. He was in a sexy movie with why, Madonna. Why did you tell me this? He was in a sexy... William Defoe. William Defoe. He was in a sexy movie with Madonna back right. in the day. And there was all sorts of talk about his penis. And his penis was like visually available in this movie. And Madonna was like, I chose him because his penis is so large. And William Defoe was like, shut the fuck up. No one chose nothing. You weren't even I'm supposed... An, I'm an actor. Yeah, and you weren't... I'm a thespian. I'm an actor. Yeah. Uh, you weren't even supposed to be in this movie, bitch. Who the fuck are you? Um, oh, I kicked the Here, thing. I also watched a really violent movie with Michael J. Fox and it really <laughs> weirded me out. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, oh, casualty of War Casualty of War yeah. Sean Pemberson That's like years ago They like uh, uh, Kidnap a, a young Vietnamese woman And just essentially Rape and Torture her For the entire movie yeah. And then at the end Sorry again Spoiler At the end Michael J. Fox The whole And like The guy from uh, Old school is it Not old school Step Brothers hey, Which one No The, the dad Michael C. Riley. Oh. Really? Is in this movie. It fucked me up. Plus, I was like, couldn't sleep. It was two o'clock in the morning. I turned on. I was like, am I having a fever dream? Why did you watch the whole thing? Because it came on in the beginning, and I was like, oh my god, Jay Fox. And then he like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and they kidnapped this woman, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Then I was going between that and Dermot Bannon's small places, and then I was going back out of curiosity to be like, is this something I have imagined? <laughs> am I? Sweating my, yeah. my movies out. I'm and then at three in the morning, I was like, lads, and I can't do it. So I was going, like, drop it over because it was very, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. gruesome. Yeah. And then at the end, she just gets, like, shot to bits on a railway track. A masterpiece. It's a, it is, it's literally like, I was like, what Who directed the f- that movie? It had to be a man. Obviously, it's a man. Casualty of war. Casualty of war is directed by Ridley Scott. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. What else did Brian De Palma do? Brian De Palma did. Uh, Problematic. I always, I always go to the personal life to see if they cheat on the rise. They always cheat on the rise. I'm a problem. He did Carrie. Oh, okay. Scarface. Okay. Wise Guys, The Untouchables, Bonfire the Vanities, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, some other things. The Black Dahlia. Oh, okay. And then he did that movie about a poor woman being raped. And yeah, murdered. raped and murdered continuously over and over again. Jesus Christ. People love people. Anyway, you know what? I'm not going to start. I won't get into it because I'll never get out of it. I'd like you to get into it. No, not get into it. Well, he start, is... I won't stop. Okay, Jesus. I start, I won't stop. Um, do I have anything else that I watched or read? Uh... I don't think this is... I just uh, listened to Natasha... Tash Dimitrio. Tash Dimitrio. Uh, over and over and over. Alan Buxton? Yeah. This one, this, the one I listened to recently is the one where lockdown just started. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's making a slime. She make, no, 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 she's not making a slime. No. No, in this one, she's, uh, 
talking about how she's losing her mind. No, she's talking about how, like, the lockdown is probably, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. Oh, And there's yeah, moments yeah. where she's, like... Is that the one where she brings in her housemate at the end? Yeah. He does the I have that silly sausage <laughs> game. <laughs> really? Yeah, Lily has <laughs> it. <laughs> a chipolati! <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, and I just... It makes me happy. It doesn't matter how many times I listen to... No, the, she's hilarious. Like, she is she's so funny. The bit she where she, he's playing the noise of his boiler... And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, I'm coming. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Um, <laughs> I was just like, she is just Attached so funny. And I love her. Massively underrated. Her uh, father has Parkinson's. That's but it. she was like, it's cool because he was just like. It's just the same. He's just a chewing gum of a man. Yeah. Um, like, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Funny, I think the funniest story about him is the fact that he would, uh, when women would leave behind their reading glasses in the restaurant that he worked in, he would just take them and wear them. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Why would he do that? She was like, it didn't matter that the prescription wasn't the same. He just wore the glasses. And then women would come back and be like, do see my glasses? And he'd be like, no. No. <laughs> I don't know where they are. Um, yeah, I, do, I think we're all... I don't know if anybody else is doing that thing where you're re-watching or re- re-listening to things that you've already previously listened to because it's calming. Yeah, do you know what? I think the world, right at this minute, in this very moment in time... I just can't tell if we're coming or going. Nope, don't know what's happening. So I'm in this like, like as depressing as lockdown is. Fugue, we're in a fugue. Yeah, I'm in this weird state of like, and I keep doing things that are very unlike me. Like what? Like I'm going paddleboarding on Friday. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> See? Like, <laughs> Who are you going paddleboarding with? What do you think? Oh, okay. No. Uh, Absolutely not. I was like, I'll spend more time in the water than I will on the board. <laughs> Everybody knows it, right? I'm not going to be able to get on this thing. Of course you will. Of course you will. Odd. Oh, I can barely get on a lilo in a pool if Graham holds it to the side you'd and I jump grand. on. I just, I wouldn't advise you to go on it because you'd probably just be vomiting halfway down the thing. Um, and I considered booking a fucking cruise. Yeah, but you. Graham I've no desire to be on a boat for seven days. Graham wants to go on a cruise. Yeah, but like, who am I? Would you be okay in a cruise? I don't know. I'd like to bring Graham because he re- like yeah. it's like on his bucket list. But then my fear is that we spend because they're fucking expensive. A that we spend all that money and then we get on and I have to get off. You're vomiting the entire but time. But then people it? are like, you can't feel it moving. I was like, they said that about the revolving restaurant at the top of the hotel yeah, in New York. You can feel everything. But I can feel that. Like you can feel everything. Like we were in Las Vegas, I could feel the fucking subway yeah. underneath the hotel that yeah. made me feel sick. So I don't know. If anybody is listening to this podcast and has been white and stupid enough to go on a cruise, like how boring is this? Who wants to go on a Not cruise? Me. Who wants to be stuck on a boat for seven days? Oh no, days? the boat's big. It's but a they big, stop it's a in places. Boat. They do. They stop some places I want to go to. Well then. But then I could just get on a plane and go there. Yeah. My only thing would be with the motion sickness with you. Yeah. Because I've seen how easily it's triggered and how sick it makes you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That'd be my only thing. Oh, it's so beautiful, Emma. Yeah. Oh, it's wrong with me. I have to read a fucking stupid story now. How long is the story? It's not stupid. 27 pages? 10 pages, I think. Did you delete my super important uh, file? (laughs) You've done that a couple of times. No, see, the other one actually, the other one wasn't me. Someone from work sent me a Google Doc. Right. But obviously sent it to like my email and work. But when I opened it, because I am always logged into our email address, because I don't have a Gmail. In uh, opens it in our drive. Ah, okay. Um, and even today, I was like, "That's a breach of GDPR." Well, I just hit it anyway. It's fun. It's there. Just search for the. It's name. not really. It's just numbers. Just look for the name. Um, it's on it because I couldn't delete. I deleted it and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and it's the same. Sometimes I'll sign up for things and then I get an email in, in our email and I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Sarah!" <laughs> anyway, I'm old. You are old. God love you. God bless you. Keep you and protect you. All right. That's, okay. that's enough of my ranting. Uh. 
Yeah, that's everything I think. Yeah. Why are you so miserable today? I'm tired. You know, I'm miserable. I'm fucking tired now. I need to wake up. Huh. Give me the phone. Do any. I think we should do a drug. Do yolks and uh, do an episode on yolks. Do you want to do an episode on yolks? No. Nope. Could you imagine? Yeah, there'd be no point. There'd be no point. Uh, we do, I think we should do a drunk episode though, like a property two of us get drunk. Okay, cool. Just be two of us asleep. Or maybe we'll do that for the Patreon and you have to pay six euro to hear that. Okay. Colin, I did it. Cut that out. I flogged our shit. Maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. No, I never talk about Patreon. Problematic. <laughs> I see people in the comments going, there's a Patreon and I'm like, God, I don't mention this at all. Yeah, someone today was like, <laughs> on Facebook, lovely Rosie shared the What's yeah. Up doc. Excuse me. Yeah. And I was like, God, she's keeping us alive. God she's bless you, Rosie. She's keeping us going. Rosie, what would we do with um, It's the same with the, uh, the Patreon on Twitter. I never talk about it. No, I never talk about anything. People, uh, someone actually, someone on Facebook was like, shit. what's keep... about the, what, why do you keep talking about the bees? Because they're like new. Oh. And someone was like, go back to episode eight. I was like, lads, we're 50 episodes deep. <laughs> we're like, 50 plus, deep. We're 50 deep, lads. Most of the stories that he's talking about on his Facebook are not in the synopsis of anything no, we've done. We never mention. We don't put in, like, bees. Buck or Bailey. We don't put any of that in. We just talk about the show. Da, 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 about the so sorry. Sorry for everything. Yeah, we're sorry. We're just really sorry. This is the last episode. Imagine if we had to do, like, a public apology for something that we did. Oh, <gasps> I reckon it's coming. I wonder what, what could it be on? Oh, so Scotland. Many, Scotland. <laughs> Sorry, Scotland, we're very sorry. Uh, what were you going to say? We love Something you. From what, what? I don't know, I feel like... Do you write, what do you think it'd be? It's going to be I me, it won't know. be you. No, it'll be me. I'd say I'll say something now and they'd be like, in him so fine. No, I think it'd be me. Because um, I feel like I was uh, on BuzzFeed today. I go on BuzzFeed when I'm bored and work. Yeah. And I do quizzes. Yeah, oh, do you? Yeah. Um, but there was a thing up about that girl, uh, Chrissy Teigen. Oh, yeah, she's been she's been cancelled, right? And apparently she had to... She did something to somebody. I don't know who it was. Anyway, she did something to somebody. She told someone when they were, like, teenagers ago, kill themselves on Twitter or something, some famous person. And she had to apologise for that. And then somebody else came out about her the other day and was like, she basically ruined my career uh, over a lo- over something that wasn't true. And was, like, really refused to apologise or do anything about it. So then she had to release another apology. Here's the thing. If I had that type of money, do you think my arse would be sat on Twitter? But she makes all her money through social media. Her husband is a multi-millionaire. Yeah, so she's a, she's a model, right? Like, she doesn't need to be on Twitter. Yeah, but... But, like, you can see how... personalities. But they're so deranged. It's yeah. like, they need this external, constant external validation. Simulation and validation. You have more money than sense. Get the fuck off the internet and go and spend your money and mind your kids. Uh, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I just find it so baffling when you see all these famous people who won't get the fuck off the internet. Twitter is the worst thing that ever happened to celebrities, anyway. I think. I, but, like, even on Twitter, like, right, so I... There's days where I'm at... There's not days. There are consistent days where I will put, like, one thing up or yeah. I'll share things. But, like... No, Twitter is... I don't ever... If someone comments and asks us a question... Yeah, you'll reply But I don't ever go on and see how many people have liked or looked or... No, I don't do that. Even on Instagram, I don't do that. Like, I'll check my mess- my messages or whatever. But, like, it's just... It's just, I see these wealthy people and they're sat, sat on Twitter. Sat on Twitter. Not, like, one update every week. But isn't that, like, sat that Caroline there. Flack girl? Yeah. Like, it's just, all based in... Yeah, like, that's a need, sickness. It like, is. And they need this, like... Oh, I need I need I need Twitter likes because if I don't have Twitter likes, then I'm not a person. Like, no, get the go on a cruise. Yeah, 
fire bracelet. Did you see um completely unrelated, but Belfast's COVID numbers are like surging. Oh fuck. Yeah, but it's all of us up there. <laughs> Surgy bastards going up there. The Republic is destroying the North. Mm. Um but yeah, I just I saw the Delta variant now, the whole situation with the Delta variants, so they're gonna put stricter travel rules in place between UK and Ireland now. Because the Delta variants in the UK. So but they've gone back. They're they're not doing. Are they not the, doing that? This brief, this this branding of this day. So now Freedom Day. Fuck that. Oh, have you not been looking in the UK? Yeah. Oh, they've moved it to July. 19th. July July nineteenth. But Freedom Day. What a what a fucking self fulfilling prophecy oh, of like. Oh, everyone's so dumb. Failure. Like what PR manager in the, like, in the to- day. in the Tories was like, here's how we get you back in, Boris. We're gonna call it Freedom Day. And you're going to, like, announce it. And, and then, then you know what you're going to have to do? Announce that it's fucking not happening. Freedom Day is not happening today. Freedom Day is now postponed to the 19th of July. Yeah. July 19th of July like, will was be like, Freedom Day. What is this madness? Nice and Ireland, they're just like, uh, we're level five. I feel like that... We're level sh- three. Yeah, that thing should not... It should not be a thing. It just should be like, we're opening up. Here you go. Away you go. Like, this kind of fucking bullshitty no offence to Americans but American style celebration of something is very bizarre to me and it's maybe it's because we're Irish that I'm like no I don't I don't want this I don't I don't agree to this I don't agree to this even though I'm not English it's nothing to do with me yeah horseshit Um, anyway I like hope you all get to like come out of like full lockdown but like here's the thing about Freedom Day what more did they get all their pubs are open I know all the Fucking what else, so what is, what is, what's that what's freedom I don't day? know what freedom day is freedom isn't free um, after all <laughs> especially not on freedom day so what do they get then what happens I think like small venues I think like I don't know I don't know but like they'd be riding in the streets though. small venues or something like that can open so like comedy clubs and stuff oh but it's like but the pubs are open and he's all out drinking he's having a fucking great time what more do you want maybe they're doing the same thing so maybe they're all outside drinking and they're not allowed to drink inside. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. If someone from England uh, can tell us that, because I don't want to Google it. England, tell us. We don't have time. We do have time, but we're just not bothered. Should we do this? Okay, so this week, it's Emma's story. Attention MMI fans. This week over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, it's back to our regular programming with a fresh new batch of MMI bite-sized outtakes. A brand new MMI drive with stories and laughs galore and a riotous new edition of MMI Behind the Music where I'm joined by Emma to talk music and read your comments. Join the fun for only €6 per month exclusively at www.patreon.com forward slash Murder Most Irish. Friends, I was mentioning this yesterday and I started it and then I got into it and I was like, oh, I'm not getting this finished today. There's a lot more to it than I realised. So there's a story in two days? Sometimes there's a lot more, it's just... Is this one of the stories that I'll know? Yeah, of course. Okay. I should know this. Um, So I'm going to do the Oma Bombing. Holy bejesus! We already talked about this a while ago. Um, so I got my information Strap it in lads From I'm going to put my links On the Instagram page But from Wikipedia Wesleyjohnston.com The Irish Times Theweek.co.uk Britannica.com uh, Dodax.co.uk The Guardian And The Troubles Podcast Actually The Troubles Podcast The guy from The Troubles Podcast uh, We played one of his ads On our podcast He's a lovely lovely guy Is he? What's mm, his name? I can't remember Sorry I'm a disaster Everybody's slagging you And your inability To realise when someone Someone's name is Irish Oh, I'm a disaster. I was like, Janine Nagel. Yes, yeah, she's a dodge English name. Like, she's like, I'm a fucking Tala. Uh, so I apologise to Janine. I said, I'm very sorry, Janine. Uh, please forgive me. Okay, so this is the Oma bombing. 
Okay. okay, so Oma is the county town of County Tyrone in Northern Ireland. It's a pretty rural and community driven area and it's situated 68 miles east of Belfast where the river is Drumra. I don't know if I'm saying this right, Belf- or people in the North Tommy, and Camoan. Camoan? Meet. C-A-M-O-W-E-N. Camoan, yeah. Camoan, yeah. Camoan or Camoan, I'm not sure. So the name Oma itself means the Virgin Plain. I don't know this. The early 90s was still a time of massive unrest in the north of Ireland, but what seemed like a beacon of hope happened on April 10th, 1998, when the Belfast Agreement, or the Good Friday Agreement, was signed. Is that before the Oma bombing? Uh, yes, 15 weeks before the Oma bombing. Oh, I always thought that was the catalyst for no. it. So these agreements were signed in the hopes of ending the civil war that had raged throughout the North. So the Good Friday Agreement, mediated by former US Senator, Senator sorry, George Mitchell, provided uh, for the creation of a power-sharing Northern Ireland Assembly. So this is from Wikipedia. The agreement was made between the British and Irish governments and eight political parties or groupings from Northern Ireland. The aim was to, to establish a new devolved government for Northern Ireland in which unionists and nationalists would share power. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? The two main political parties to the agreement were the Ulster Unionist Party, the UUP, led by David Trimble, and the Social Democratic and Labour <coughs> Party, SDLP, which was led by the late John Hume. So the agreement comprised two elements, a treaty between the two states signed by the leaders of the two governments and a more substantial agreement between the eight political parties and the two governments. So it was basically them trying to like come together. That was just basically what it was. So on the 22nd of May, Ireland and Northern Ireland held a joint referendum on the agreement, which was approved by 94% of those who voted in the Republic and 71% of those voting in Northern Ireland. Did we vote here? Yep. Where Catholic approval of the accord was 96%, was much higher than the Protestant assent of 52%. So that's from Britannica.com. The referendum allowed for the 19th Amendment of the Irish Constitution. This introduced changes to Article 2 and 3, so which prior to 1998 made the controversial claim that the whole island of Ireland formed one single national territory. By means of the 19th Amendment, Articles 2 and 3 were changed to an aspiration towards creating a united Ireland by peaceful means. So they basically just wanted to unite Ireland peacefully. But it still belongs to the United Kingdom. Yeah. So the agreement also recognised that the majority of the people of Northern Ireland wished to remain as part of the United Kingdom and that a substantial section of the people of Northern Ireland and the majority of the people on the island of Ireland wished to bring about a united Ireland. So they were basically saying we're going to recognise <coughs> both of these things but try and create something that brings peace. Okay. Both of these views were acknowledged as being legitimate. The hopes were that the outcome of the Good Friday Agreement would lead to the violence in Northern Ireland ceasing. The agreement stated that there will be, quote, exclusive, exclusively democratic and peaceful means of resolving differences on political issues. The reason being twofold decommissioning of weapons held by paramilitary groups and the normalisation of security arrangements in Northern Ireland. I love the way that they were so hopeful about this. So a date of May 2000 was set for the total disarming of all paramilitary groups within Ireland and the north of Ireland. So this is their hope. Right, by 2000, all the guns are gone. So... We have them down here. The ceasefire in 1997 called by the Provisional IRA, so this was called by the Provisional IRA, in order to get Sinn Féin involved in talks, which would eventually lead to the Good Friday Agreement, led to a massive row within the faction, and thus the creation of a splinter group known as the Real IRA. This is where the Real IRA came from. During a convention in Guidor County, Donegal, of Provisional IRA members, this argument led to the resignation of its quartermaster general, Michael McEvitt. He left to form the new group and was joined by other disaffected provisional members. So they splintered and they were like, 
He's like, I'm pissed off. Come be with me. And they went and they were with him. Oh, Jesus Christ. So the RIA were vehemently opposed to a full ceasefire and the articles set out in the Good Friday Agreement. They believed a full decommission of weapons would stop any chances of there ever being a united Ireland. McEvitt saw the decommissioning as, quote, a betrayal of the IRA's goals that would lead to the defeat of its ideal of a united Ireland. So he was like, I'm not having any of this. Bang, bang. So the real IRA concentrated its efforts in the counties in the Republic close to the border, such as Louth. It was here they would recruit top provisional bomb makers in Dublin, Monaghan and Armagh. Well, how? How do we have the means? How are we top provisional bomb makers? we're top provisional bomb makers. Like, no, we aren't. We just get some fertiliser. <laughs> like fertiliser. And a uh, remote control from a car. Yeah. A toy car. So whilst the IRA and no, Sinn Féin... Mobile, mobile phone. ...began to make inroads to peace, the real IRA's bomb-making efforts would lead to one of the worst atrocities that ever befell the island of Ireland. So just FYI, I'm going to get into detail on a lot of shit that happened here. It's incredibly graphic. Obviously, it's a bomb. It's not going to be pleasant. Uh, there's mentions of children being murdered, which they were, of women being murdered, pregnant women being murdered. So just if you're not comfortable, please skip. So on Thursday the 13th of August a small Vauxhall uh, Stop listening Stop listening to all of our podcasts A small Vauxhall Cavalier registration 91DL2554 was stolen from a home in Carrickmacross County Monaghan The car was reported as missing but the guardie weren't able to find it They just couldn't find any look at it Yeah It was stolen out of the guy's yard So on Saturday the 15th of August two days later 15 weeks after the signing of the Good Friday Agreement the same red Vauxhall Cavalier, now with fake Northern Ireland plates, MDZ5211, was driven into the Market Square in Oma, County Tyrone. The car was parked outside SD Kell's clothing store and the two men, two men were seen getting out of the car and walking away. How? 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 So it was a busy Saturday in the town. The sun was shining and families were shopping and eating lunch. Some were buying uniforms for their children to turn to school the following month. At around 2.30pm, the TV station UTV or Ulster Television received a call with a man's voice saying, quote, there's a bomb, courthouse, Oma, Main Street, £500, explosion 30 minutes. The man also used the code word Martha Pope, which was used in a bombing in Bambridge weeks earlier by the Real IRA. A minute or so later, UTV received a second phone call, bomb, Oma Town, 15 minutes. The bomb, uh, sorry, the caller claimed the warning on behalf of Ogla and the Heron, so minutes after this, the Samaritan's office in Coleraine is called with another warning. And the person said on the phone, am I through to Oma? There is a bomb. This is a bomb warning. It's going to go off in 30 minutes. The caller said the bomb was 200 yards from the courthouse. He also gave the code word Martha Pope. So all three codes had been made, called, sorry, had been made from separate phone boxes in County Armagh with the caller stating the bomb was placed outside the courthouse, courthouse. In, Ar- in Oma. But it isn't. They also mentioned Main Street in the call. However, the two men who parked the car could not find parking outside the courthouse, so decided to instead park on the main street and then not relay this information to the people making the phone calls. Both UTV and the Samaritans relayed these calls immediately to the RUC. The RUC began evacuating the area around the courthouse with immediacy. As there was no street named Main Street in Oma, the only target specified was the courthouse, which was at the top of the high street at the west end of the town. The car had actually been parked at the east end of the town on Market Street, more than 500 yards from the court. What the fuck's sake? The police cordoned off the high street and moved all shop- shoppers and shop owners away from the courthouse and down to the Market Street. As the shoppers ran to Market Street, away from the courthouse and the imminent threat, the police were unaware that they were moving people towards the Red Cavalier and a £500 bomb that had been placed inside it. 
Hundreds of people were now yards away from a bomb which was to be detonated in a number of minutes. So this is from Wikipedia. So, so warnings, these are the warnings mentioned. They said Main Street and there was no Main Street by that name in Omaha. Although Market Street, High Street was the town's main shopping street, it runs for hundreds of yards east-west from the site of the bomb to the courthouse. Given the warnings, police believe the bomb was near the courthouse, so they evacuated the surrounding buildings and streets. As it happened, they moved people away from the courthouse and towards the side of the bomb, placing a, placed a cordon, sorry, placing a cordon, I beg your pardon, at Scarf's entry. The courthouse is roughly 365 yards from the spot where the bomb, car bomb was actually parked. So they, that was just what the police told media, like they didn't know they were doing what they yeah. thought was the right thing. So at 10 past three on the 15th of August 1998, the 500 pound car bomb was detonated with a remote trigger. The explosion tore through Market Street. The car itself became a deadly hail of shrapnel and created a massive fireball and shockwave. Shop fronts were blown back in on top of customers who were still inside. The blast blew roofs off buildings and glass, metal and masonry tore through the crowd on the street as the fireball swept out from the epicentre of the blast. 21 people were killed instantly with eight more people dying on the way to the hospital or whilst in the hospital. Because of the force of the blast, some of their bodies were never found. They were completely disintegrated. How many people died in total? 29. The bomb tore up the concrete and caused water pipes to burst. The survivors of the blast watched in horror as water ran down the street, stained red with the blood of those murdered. So Kevin Skelton, a survivor, described trying to find his daughters and wife in the carnage. He said, quote... I ran into the front of Kells, so he was literally, they were outside right SD Kells, what was left of it. And I went in through the window where, where it would have been, and I found my wife laying face down in the rubble. Now the clothes were blown off her, and the first thing I reached for was her arm, and I tried for her pulse, but there was no life. I knew she was dead. And then I couldn't get, this is his, it's, this is exactly what he said. There was no sign of Shauna or Tracy here, or his daughters, and I knew they were in the shop with her. And I started lifting lumps of timber and everything was carnage, but there was still no sign of Shauna and I thought she was dead. I thought she was under the rubble, thought she was buried under her mother. I found Tracy, my second daughter, on her knees beside her mammy, trying her pulse. Like a woman who went to Oma twice a year to do shopping, about the only two days she, was, uh, she went was to get the uniforms and Christmas. So his, both his daughters survived, but his wife died. Jesus. So Dorothy Boyle was also a survivor and she spoke of the aftermath. She said, quote, there were limbs lying about that had been blown off people. Everyone was running around trying to help people. There was a girl in a wheelchair screaming for help who was in a bad way. There were people with cuts on their heads bleeding. One young boy had half of his leg completely blown off. He didn't cry or anything. He was just in a complete state of shock. The local shop owner spoke of seeing some Spanish students during the aftermath. These students had been on holiday and they took a picture of a man on his son on his shoulders beside the Red Cavalier. Oh my God. Roughly a half hour before the blast. Neither the man or his son were injured or killed, but you can see see the picture. See the, He's standing in a red top and he has a little boy on his shoulders and the, the, the car, car you can there. see the red of the car. Like literally beside the car. Uh, the shopkeeper said it was horrible. So much blood and flesh and glass sticking out of people. I saw a group of four kids and I heard them speaking foreign languages, Spanish, and I thought in the confusion they needed more help than anyone else. Two of them were very badly injured with glass in their heads, bellies, arms and necks. Blood was dripping from them. One of the girls was very badly hurt, bleeding from ears, her ears and mouth. She was absolutely covered with glass and kept crying that she wanted to die. Um... My wife and I brought them back to the shop where we grabbed bowls of water and washed the blood off their bodies. We realised we couldn't pull out all the glass so we took them to the hospital. 
So emergency operations began immediately with ambulance services and police on the scene within minutes. This will become Northern Ireland's largest ever emergency operation. Civilians who were uninjured rushed to help, some gathering supplies from a pharmacy that was somehow still standing on the main street. So this is from Wikipedia. BBC News said that the survivors described scenes of utter carnage, with the dead and dying strewn across the street and other victims screaming for help. The injured were initially being taken to two hospitals, Tyrone County Hospital and the Urn Hospital. Ulster bus station sent buses to the areas to help bring survivors uh, to hospitals as the ambulance crews were completely overwhelmed. Tyrone County Hospital appealed for help from doctors in the surrounding area due to, quote, battlefield-like conditions. As bodies lay strewn across the streets of Omaha, survivors gathered white sheets from a linen shop to place over the dead. A local leisure centre was set up as a makeshift crisis centre where family members could go and try and find out the fate of their loved ones. And the British Army's Lissanelli Barracks served as a makeshift morgue. Like, this was complete carnage. Carnage. How do you walk away from that and feel good about what you did? Like, carnage. Tyrone County Hospital alone treated 104 casualties with 44 of these having to be transferred to other hospitals around the country now no 104 when you say it doesn't sound that much oh, 104, but it's tiny and not only that, 104 at once yeah with like a, a doctor team of like 10 yeah and like missing limbs yeah. and like war this is a war yeah. scene like they're not built for this at all like, so this is from the troubles podcast Do- dr dominic pinto was the first surgeon to arrive at Tyrone county name? hospital great name isn't it and he said quote When I first came to the front of the hospital, it was absolutely quiet. What greeted me when I got into the main corridor was sheer pandemonium. Pandemonium, sorry. This was not a major incident, but a major disaster of battlefield proportions. There were people lying in corridors of the accident emergency department, overflowing into radiology department. Some 240 injured people arrived within the first 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. So of the 29 who were killed on that day, 18 were Catholic and 9 were Protestant. And I just say that to show... This is a group that are trying to fight for the Catholics and trying to fight for yeah. the Irish. And you murdered 18 Catholics yeah. in cold blood. So their names were, I'm just going to give their names and their ages. James Barker, who was 12. Oh. Sean McLaughlin, 12. Oren Doherty, 8. And they were from County Donegal. Fernando Blasco Basalga, who was 12. Rocio Abad Ramos, who was 23. And they were from Spain. So two of the Spanish students died. Geraldine Breslin, 43. Gareth Conway, 18. Breda Devine, who was 1. Aidan Gallagher, who was 21, Brenda Logue, who was 17, Brian McCrory, who was 54, Sean McGrath was 61, Jolene Marlowe was 17. So this is one of the most horrible things. So there was a lady called Avril Moran, who was 30. Monaghan, I beg your pardon. Monaghan, who was 30, who was pregnant with twins. And her one-year-old daughter, Maura, was murdered. And her mother, Mary Grimes. So the entire family? They just wiped the family out. Elizabeth Rush, who was 57, and Philomena Skelton, who was 39. Deborah Ann Carfright, who was 20. Esther Gibsons, who was 36. Olive Hawks, who was 60. Julia Hughes, who was 21. Anne McComb, who was 48. Samantha McFarland, who was 17. Alan Redford, Radford, sorry, who was 16. Vida Short, who was 56. Fred White, who was 60. Brian White, who was 26. And Lorraine Wilson, who was 15. So Sean McGrath was the last victim to die. He was in a critical condition in hospital for three weeks before dying from his injuries on the 5th of September 1998. 
So on six, Sunday the 16th of August, as people gathered, gathered in the leisure centre hoping to find some news of their unaccounted for family members, the RUC Chief Constable Ronnie Flanagan addressed the world's press at the scene. He said, quote, This is an attack, not carried out against the police or the army, but against the people of Oma. We have had men, women and children slaughtered, slaughtered by murderers who want to murder, slaughtered by murderers who have nothing else to offer but murder. People who gave us a totally inaccurate warning, people who phoned to say there was a bomb close to the courthouse. And as our officers searched and moved people from the area of the courthouse, a bomb detonated some 400 yards away. There was international international condemnation of the attack, with Britain's Prime Minister Tony Blair calling it, quote, an appalling act of savagery and evil. John Hume called the perpetrators of the bombing undiluted fascists. Sinn Féin's Martin McGuinness said this appalling act was carried out by those opposed to the peace process, while Jerry Adams said, I am totally horrified by this action. I condemn it without any equivocation whatsoever. McGuinness mentioned that both Protestants and Catholics alike were injured and killed, saying, quote, all of them were suffering together. I think all of them were asking the question why, because so many of them had great expectations, great hopes for the future. Now, this would be the first time that Jerry Adams and Martin McGuinness publicly denounced a Republican terrorist yeah. bomb. They'd never done that before. And there had been a few, a few before this, like, yeah, yeah. and they never, but this was obviously because of what happened. So security forces in Northern Ireland strongly believed that the real IRA had carried out the attack. And on Tuesday, the 18th of August, three days after the bomb was detonated, their suspicions were realised as the real IRA confirmed responsibility. They apologised to the victims and stated that their intention was to target commercial businesses and not civilians. Because remember you did that story yeah. where you were saying that their thing was like, we're just going to take down the infrastructure we're yeah. going to take so they, can't, they won't get any money. So that, that was what they were saying. It's commercial. We didn't mean to kill civilians. They also denied that but the... civilians Dur- run commercial companies. That's the thing. So they're like, 30 minutes to get everyone out. Like, come on. Like... Like, almost... Like, it's small, but the, the towns... That, like, I've been in Oma. Yeah. The, like, main street or the high street is big. Yeah, it's big. It's so really they were, like, giving them 30 minutes to get away from a... F- even... I was thinking to myself... Even if they'd evacuated everybody away from the courthouse, bomb was five hundred pounds. Yeah, in a car. The devastation it caused, like. Um, so they also denied that the directions given to the two men who were to carry out the attack was per- was purposefully incorrect. They were like, "It wasn't. Inc- we didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. We didn't tell them to do that. Like we we thought that they knew. Basically, is what they were saying. To leave it outside the courthouse. Yeah. So they they said they told them to leave it outside the courthouse, and these two lads were like, "There was no parking spaces." And they were like, well, we didn't know and we didn't do it on purpose. We didn't tell them, we didn't tell them to leave it there and then tell you guys it was outside the courthouse. We didn't do that on purpose. Like it fucking matters. Um, they had told the men to go to the courthouse and due to a miscommunication, the car was parked in the wrong area. They also blamed the loss of life and the RUC's inability to respond to, quote, clear warnings. It's not clear. It's not clear. He said it was outside the courthouse. Yeah, it wasn't it's outside. It's 500 yards down the road. It wasn't outside the courthouse. You like... Not, like so the RUC stated that they believed that the terrorists gave purposefully vague information in order to create as much damage as possible. Northern Ireland's secretary, Mo Molan, described the statement as a pathetic excuse for mass murder. Remember Mo? Remember Mo? So this is from Wikipedia. So in response to the bombing, both the British and Irish governments vowed to enact tougher anti-terrorism laws. So the 3rd of September, the British Parliament passed the Criminal Justice, Terrorism and Conspiracy Act 1998 and the Irish Parliament passed the Offences Against the State Amendment Bill. Members of both governments described the measures as draconian and the bills were rushed through despite protests from members of Parliament and civil liberty groups. 
The new measures included allowing suspected members of terrorist groups to be convicted on the word of a senior police officer. Yeah, no. Curtailment of the right to silence and longer detention periods. So they were just like, if, so, if you think someone's a terrorist, lock them up. Yeah, no, that's, that's basically not right. what they were doing. It was like a knee-jerk reaction to yeah. what was happening. So the real IRA stated that they would suspend all military operations. The group was now under intense pressure with some provisional IRA members visiting the homes of real IRA members and ordering them to disband. So like the provos were going up to their houses being like, stop it, get rid of it, like you've done enough damage, you've destroyed what we were trying to build, you know. So on September 7th, the real IRA called a total ceasefire and this would only last for two years. On September 22nd, 1998, the police arrested 12 men in connection with the bombing and they were all subsequently released. On February 25th, 1999, a builder and publican named Colin Murphy from County Louth was arrested and charged with conspiracy to cause an explosion likely to endanger life or cause injury. Colin, who was 48 at the time, was also charged with membership of an unlawful organisation. On January 23rd, one year later, Colin was found guilty and sentenced to 14 years in prison. So from Wikipedia... So this was in 1999. In January 2005, Murphy's conviction was quashed and a retrial ordered by the Court of Criminal Appeal on the grounds that two Gardaí had falsified interview notes and that Murphy's previous convictions were improperly taken into account by the trial judges. Completely quashed and he was released. Yeah, I was just about to say, it doesn't sound like he... No, they were just... Sounds like they were They were literally being like, get somebody. Yeah. So as the RUC tried to find those responsible for the bombing... In February 2008, a real IRA spokesperson stated that the group actually had, quote, minimal involvement in OMA. Our code word was used, nothing more. To have stated, Nonsense! To have stated this at the time would have been lost in an understandable wave of emotion. And, quote, OMA was an absolute tragedy. Wait, you hear this? Any loss of civilian life, life is regrettable, regrettable, sorry. No one in any army, except perhaps the American and Israeli forces, wants to kill civilians. But wars don't end because civilians die in them. The British and Irish government completely condemned these allegations and the RUC continued to arrest people who they believed were members of the real IRA or who may have been involved in the OMA bombing. So this still, there was nobody. They had nobody. So in October 2000, a panorama special, I actually remember this, was released by the BBC named Who Bombed OMA, in which journalism John Ware, I think is his name, said that the belief is that the police on both sides of the border knew the identity of the bombers but refused to say who they were as they did not have enough evidence to convict. So using the phone records, the programme reported the names of the four prime suspects as Oliver Trainer, Liam Campbell, Colin Murphy and Seamus Daly. The police and Michael McEvitt. The police had leaked this information to the BBC since it was too circumstantial and coincidental to be used in court. The police believe that the bombing of the BBC TV centre in March 2001, so a year after this, was a direct revenge attack for the naming of the four men in Panorama. Panorama. So basically, they believed that the Gardaí and the RUC knew who they were, but they didn't have enough evidence to convict. So the police rang the BBC and were like, here are five names. Maybe this will... But it backfired and the BBC was blown up. Okay. What do they think is going to happen? I don't know. Like, we're, it's the IRA. They bomb, they bomb They bomb everything. They'll bomb you. They don't give a fuck yeah. who you are. So the show, welcome, uh, some welcomed the show whilst other believed that this was justice by media and did not actually help anybody. Which I kind of didn't answer. So, in today... Do you think the people, the victims, families think that? Some of the victims' families were for it and some of the victims' families were against it. Okay. Mm, so it was, it was kind of split. So in 2008, the families of four children killed in the bombing, James Barker, Samantha McFarland, Lorraine Wilson and 20-month-old Brenda, 
Breda Divine, launched a civil action uh, suit against the four man, men named in Panorama. So oh. they were going. So in June 2009, the case concluded and the four men, including McEvitt, Campbell, Murphy and Daly, were found responsible for the bombing in order to pay damages of £1.6 million. Wow. So they were convicted in a civil suit, but in a criminal court, this would hold no bearing. But you can't... Uh, isn't it that if you're convicted in civil, you can't be convicted? No, you can't. Oh, you can't. Can. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. Sean Hoey and Seamus Daly were both arrested then and charged with the bombing. However, both had their eviction, convictions quashed as, quote, there was no reasonable prospect of conviction. So they arrested two more people. Yeah. Go. So this is from the Irish Time. Daly's case fell apart as the Public Prosecution Service decided there was no reasonable prospect of conviction after a key witness contradicted his own previous testimony. Mess. So 10 years after the bombing, not a single person had been convicted of the murders of 29 people in Oma. In January of 2008, Chief Constable Ronnie Flanagan apologised to the victims' families for the lack of convictions. This apology was rejected by some of the victims' families. Kevin Hoey of BBC News said, quote, The Oma families were dignified in defeat as they have been dignified at every single stage of their fight for justice. Their campaigning will go on, but the prospect is surely receding now that anyone will ever be convicted of murdering their husbands and brothers and sisters and wives and children. So the Chief Constable of the PSNI, Sir Hugh Ord, stated that he believed there would be no further prosecutions in the case. So Nuala Lone, who's a badass, the police ombudsman, published a report on the 12th of December, now I didn't know this, 2001, in which she strongly criticised the handling of the investigation. It stated that the RUC officers had ignored previous warnings about the bomb. She stated that they refused to act on crucial intelligence and that they were highly uncooperative, uncooperative during her investigation. The report concluded, quote, The victims, their families, the people of Oma and officers of the RUC were let down by defective leadership, poor judgment and a lack of urgency. So the RUC denounced the report with some threatening legal action against her. Oh, okay. This was later dropped. Is she the ombudsman? Like? Yeah. The report from the ombudsman mentioned that the RUC ignored the following. Kevin Fulton, who was a double agent for the RUC, told his MI5 handlers three days before the bombing that the real IRA were about to bring, quote, a huge bomb across the border. He also told MI5 who was making the bomb. This was not passed. What? Nope. So Ronnie Flanagan of the RUC called this uh, preposterous. He was like, this didn't happen, but did later admit that some of Fulton's information was not passed to the RUC special branch due to an administrative error. Was the administrative error that they went home early? Yeah, they went home before. British security forces informer Willie Carlin said the ombudsman had obtained this evidence confirming Fulton's allegation. So she knew. So that's yeah. why she started this report. So the Guardian also, Ireland also had an informant within the real IRA. This man was named Paddy Dixon. I feel weirdly bad for this guy. It was Dixon who was told to steal the Vauxhall Cavalier that would house the bomb that killed 29 people. Oh my God. He was working as a double agent and they were like, go steal that car. He stole the car, drove it. And then he was working with the guards? He was working with the guards, he was a double agent. Dixon immediately told his handler, Detective Sergeant John White, that the real IRA were planning a huge explosion in Oma. White then passed this information on to Detective Chief Superintendent Dermot Jennings, who told White and Dixon to let the bomb go through uh, to avoid any suspicion being put on Dixon. So he was like, just let this one go through because we don't want them to kill 29 people. So from Wikipedia, in 2003, a transcript of a conversation between Dixon and White was released. 
In it, Dixon confirms that Gardy let the bomb go through and said that, quote, Oma is going to blow up in their faces. What? Which it literally did. What? Which it literally did. He was like, oh, it'll blow up in their faces. They won't get what they want. They thought they were going to like let it go through and then stop it eventually. And then... So a 2013 independent report concluded that the British, Irish and US intelligence agencies starved police and OMA of intelligence that could have prevented the bombing. The report was commissioned by the victim's family and produced by Rights Watch. So Michael Gallagher, whose 21-year-old son Aidan was killed in the bombing, set up a victim support group for the people of OMA. Aren't these people amazing? They're fucking amazing. Like, the level of PTSD these people must have. because The levels of, like, (coughs) excuse me, excuse me survivor's guilt like there was some stories that I was reading and I was like how would you move on like one man describing what he thought was like a a mannequin on the side of the road with no arms and legs and then walked up and realised realised it was a body like how the fuck you're just you're walking about your day getting your shopping and yeah and you know the other thing is when I'm reading this and I'm saying this story this happens every day in other countries yeah but they're not white no my great-grandmother was in the bomb in Cleary's. Oh, I remember you telling me that, yeah. She was deaf in one ear because of it. She got blown across the road. Fuck like, she was actually... Yeah, they were saying a lot of people have massive yeah. hearing problems because of this. Um, so the main objective of the group that he has set up is to, quote, create a relief of poverty, sickness, disability of victims. Because you forget how many people were left without limbs and left with massive disabilities left because of disabilities, this. Left with disabilities, left with, like, they're, like, if you're... Orphaned. Fucking... Orphaned. You're, like, husband who's the main bread yeah. earner is murdered. murdered like um if not like if you're there's an entire family wiped out and, and family, seems to and be businesses gone. gone entire people's livelihoods gone in a matter of seconds like, like um so advancement of education and protection raising awareness of needs and experiences of victims and the effects of terror terrorism welfare rights advice and information and improving conditions of lives for victims the group of, also offers supports to victims of families of other bombings that occurred in Ireland and Northern Ireland so I'm going to put a link to their Instagram to their account on my Instagram. We put it up if anybody wants to make a donation or whatever. So as of 2021, no one has been convicted of the murders of 29 people on that August day in Oma. The victims' lives not only uh, live not only with the loss of people they love, but with the idea that no one has ever been brought to justice. So Kevin Skelton, who I mentioned earlier, who lost his wife and his two daughters yeah. survived, he said the following. All we want is that my youngsters and everybody else's youngsters, it doesn't matter whether they're Catholic, Protestant, Hindu or whatever religion they are, that they can go to school, come home and their fathers and mothers are there and they're not afraid that every time they walk down the street, if someone drops a bin lid, that it's a bomb. When you close the bedroom door, you're there on your own. For people to stand up and say they set a bomb in Oma to achieve a united Ireland, that's pathetic. It achieved nothing. It will never achieve anything. It's achieved nothing this 30 years, only caused people misery and torture. And if youngsters like mine and hundreds, maybe thousands of youngsters throughout the north of Ireland without either father, in some cases without either father or mother, but in my cases, they've left them without their mother, a young woman of 39 years of age that had everything to live for. I was never involved in politics of any description. And to be honest, I hate politicians in the north of Ireland. There's a certain element of politicians in the north of Ireland. Every time they open their big gap, some family suffers. So that is the story of the Oma bombing and how literally not one single person has been brought to justice. And 29 people died. Did those people get that money? Yeah, they got 1.6 million. They had to pay it out. How do they pay it out if you don't have it? I'm not sure. They do have it. And the fucking police know they have it. There's millions and millions and millions in the real IRA. Like they're not, they're not pulling guns out of their arsehole. They're paying for them. It's just so upsetting. Like, um, just like, 
just a helplessness as of just a like it's it, it has never stopped and it never will. No. And like and it's like we remember being kids and like my parents remember being kids and it's like never ending no. and how many people have to like lose their like family. Yeah. Like I just often thought like when the bomb went off like because people were saying McKevitt said that they did they um, did not mean for this to happen. They did not mean for this sort of carnage to happen. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? But it's, it's such a weird thing to say because I'm like, you're planting a car a bomb. bomb in a town, sir, on a busy Saturday. Do you think that there wouldn't be any collateral damage? Like that it'd just be like, oh, we'll just blow up the, the courthouse. It's fine. It's a 500 pound bomb in a fucking car. Like, it just, when, and then the fact that the provisional IRA were like, stop immediately stop like that's how bad it was for the provost to be like you have to stop you have to cease and then cease for two years and they're back fucking doing it again yeah. like blowing up the BBC or your big men like the they were massacred these people were massacred like beyond what I could ever comprehend like you remember the video you remember the images you remember that yeah. handheld camera footage of that woman in the grey skirt that woman in the grey like, skirt like burned into my brain yeah and just being so young and I remember going into school the next day and my teacher like you know talking to us about it and trying to be like because we were ter- I was terrified I remember being terrified being yeah. like what is happening because that was the first real thing that I saw on the television happening and uh, in time do you know what I mean like I think frightening yeah. fucking hell for man. me like I just I remember it being like devastating but I just remember it being like the first one out of all of them to be like unacceptable. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, <laughs> the damage of any, like, the damage of anybody's property is unacceptable. It just fucking is. But like, that was beyond, like, for every shin fair, Jerry Adams to be like, no, you can't, you don't get to do that. Yeah. And Martin McGuinness to be like, you don't get to do that. That's, like, you know. Just the utter and, devastation. Yeah. I just remember being like, upset I just oh, remember it being upset like um, 15 weeks after the Good Friday Agreement and like the hope because there was hope oh I remember yeah people yeah. were Bono was so out. Bono was out Bono was well, we were on like the Good Friday Agreement we were on the streets yeah like the Good like, Friday Agreement was incredible and it was just there was that like moment of like oh man maybe things are going to get a bit better and then this happens mm. like I just I, uh, the people that survived it I don't I don't I don't know how they dealt with it like I don't know how did a good job thanks I just it's not an easy one to do no it's incredibly hard and I was reading those stories and I was like let's let's not read all them Emma. yeah because it's like one or two of them is enough yeah there's Even actually that... uh, there's a website uh, that has a lot of information and actually has stories about the people who passed away like personal stories nice stories about them and it's called wesleyjohnston.com w-e-s-l-e-y johnston.com if you guys want to read anything about that because it's actually very in depth and it has pictures of all of them and that's so sad but um yeah I didn't know about the the MI5 stuff I wasn't but that's all this case whenever these things come out not that it was not that <coughs> but the fact that they fucking told yeah like that guy who stole the car was working for the guardie yeah. and he was like I have to go steal this car they're gonna and imagine waking up and being like they blew up I fucking drove that car yeah. over the border 29 people are dead and 29 people are dead and I told the guards and they did nothing nothing 29 people are dead and hundreds are maimed and I didn't I that I drove that fucking car over the border yeah like, living with it I just 
Anyway, a downer. I'm a Debbie downer. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, no, I don't think right. So I know it is a downer. It is, it a is downer. really sad, and I was crying and all of the things that I normally do and every time he's sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's important that we remember these things. Yeah, it is, it and it's is important, important that people know these things happened. Yeah, and it's important that all of those names that you just read out are remembered yeah. because, in terms of like the sacrifice and the awful, awful hate. The Good Friday Agreement, like, we went into peacetimes. We did. We did. Um, and the level of violence and hate and... And the fact that there were people, like, that all these government fractions sat down together for the first time in forever and were like, we're going to try... We, we agree that Ireland wants to be Ireland, but we also agree... Northern the north Ireland of Ireland is, part yeah, of the is United different we, and we, we are going to agree basically we're going to agree to disagree and we're going to try and make things their main goal was to make things better for people yeah. they were like we can argue politics until the cows come home no one's ever going to be happy and then 15 weeks later these cunts do this yeah. um, there's, n- there's no justification for it there's literally even the most staunch IRA person cannot justify what no, happened no 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 absolutely not they and I know can't. there was like a big thing as well because you touched on it there where someone was like that uh, father um, was like or that husband of that lady was like this didn't unify us this isn't like this didn't happen to unify us yeah um, that's not what their intention was so like it wasn't you it can't wasn't. claim it yeah. that it because that's essentially what the real IRA tried yeah, to do to be like well I mean now look everybody's yeah, like, now look. no dude yeah. like that's not um, actually nothing had happened 15 weeks no. before this we were in the middle of like we'd agreed to the Good Friday Agreement. We were talking about water, and you decided as a subsection to yes. be like splinter off and be like, "Well, fuck you, we don't agree with yeah. it." Um, and like, if you don't agree with, like, if you if your politics are that the North of Ireland is part of the Republic of Ireland and is a whole country and mm. all of that shit, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, but you can't kill people no. for it. Like do they I just think do they really think that if they just kept blowing everything up that the UK would go, Here you go Yeah. Like did they, in their what part like I I, re- I read these things and I'm like, a person with common sense could tell you that's not going to happen because they're not going to give in to terrorism. Like yeah. that's the main thing they're not going to do is to give so the way that they worked around it was the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. But they don't see it as terrorism. They no. think they're in the middle of a war. They literally are like they think this, this is, is, this is the, cause, war. the cause. Yeah, this the cause. cause. Um, so they don't think that they're terrorists. It's just... Um, and they're not treated like terrorists. No, not at all. Like, in terms of, like, how we deal with them no, when they go to prison. They're prisoners like, of war. That Good Friday Agreement as well, uh, you know, the way they decided to release people. Yeah. One of the agreements was they decided to release people that had been convicted. They were... I just thought it was so strange because they were releasing people that had murdered people. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Sure. Uh, Jim was telling me that in one of the places he worked... You know that... Do you remember the story of that lady who was murdered in Northern Ireland and put in the bin? No. She was... Oh, God. Uh, violently murdered. There's a, a Protestant sect of, like, the uh, UVF. And there was a rumour that she had, like, dated somebody. And these two girls essentially... Oh, you told that story? No, no, no. no this is like... Yeah. Oh. Uh, these two girls, like, essentially set her up. And these two fellas came. And when I say like, like violently murdered her and put her in a wheelie bin outside of a, like, um, 
what do you call those like you know show band like type oh yeah 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 gig type like things a, uh, like one of the halls yeah or a ba- yeah uh, one of the halls and put her in a bin and then Sorry. anyway they were arrested and went to prison they got out and uh, they were hired in Jim's job and Jim said they were two of the nicest people and then what happened is he got a phone call the next day off the RUC being like do you know who's working there gave the names and said do you know who they are and then Jim went down to them and said you can't work here anymore fuck off Sarah oh that is insane see he's in it he was in it yeah but there's only like 1.8 million people in Northern Ireland you're like in it like at any point like you're in that shit like and it's even I was looking at pictures uh, yesterday when I was just doing it from from the north and just seeing those murals that are still on the wall they freak me out the mural thing always freaked me out. Freak I never understood so the like. Just to see a woman walking past with her baby in her arms and there's a man there with a balaclava yeah. and an AK 47 painted on the wall. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? You know? But then I grew up in the Republic, so it's a very, very different, a very different thing. I grew up not being afraid of war. Like, I never was afraid of war. No. Like, I. And, you know, people can sugarcoat the troubles all they want. That was a fucking civil war. Yeah. Like, so there was kids my age when I was out, like, playing and going to school. They were being dragged off buses by men with machine guns at the age of seven, and then they're not meant to be traumatized for the rest of their lives. Anyway, stop doing everything (laughs) all the time because we are all very upset. Here's the thing about everything. We. And here's the positives. We, in terms of our relationship with the North, yes, it's currently strained because... Uh, oh, the lovely Brexit. Because of, uh, oh. let's call a spade a spade, the British couldn't give a fuck. They couldn't give a fuck. Um, about anybody, including the no. people that they call their own. Once they're out now gallivanting and making me pay customs charges. Um, but, like, it's a million times better it is and like it is. there isn't murders every other no. day that are in the newspaper to say like this innocent person no. has disappeared or like children aren't afraid to go to school no like they're not there's not you know massive bomb threats constantly no like we don't live isn't it crazy that that was like a very real thing yeah like do you remember when we worked for electricity no and the building up in Belfast. Oh, fuck yeah Where, like whenever we'd ring them we'd be like what's the story no one answered and they were like oh yeah we had a bomb scare we had a bomb scare um, God, it's crazy. Um, like even in uh, the Amazon Logistics Center, it's the only Amazon Logistics Center in the whole Amazon network that um, essentially have to do bomb threat training, and they have to do Fucking bomb threat. Uh, like, um, what's the thing when you're like practicing if you've got a fire? Oh, uh, uh. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry. I can't, think. I yeah. can't even think. But they have to do it for if there's a bomb. Dude. And if there's a bomb scare. Fucking hell. And that's a real thing that, the, that everybody up there lives with. But it doesn't happen no, as... as, as in nearly, anywhere near as frequently as, as it was happening. And like we go up there and we go on holidays. Yeah. And it's like booming. It's a it's booming a great city. city a of great industry. town. A great place. Oma's beautiful uh, actually Nari is beautiful Derry yeah, is beautiful. Really beautiful uh, the memorial um, the memorials for and so like all of that is like doing really well yeah. but that doesn't mean that this underlying tension Isn't is not there it is it's still it's there, yeah. completely and you know what else it's it's there but it's very it's not as uh, plain it's not as obvious it's no as and it's not as open. obvious because they know yeah. that financially it's not viable no not at all 
And like, but it because you know when we were up there and the guy was saying to us about the area that we were in, I was basically protected by the IRA. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? But that's that's <laughs> the thing as well. Even that thing where I was saying to you on the Patreon, where it was like you go up and get like you don't go to court if you do something wrong because it's not the police that have arrested you. No. You go to like whatever section of the RUC or the IRA or, and they dish out there. But their uh, form of ju- justice is to beat you or kneecap you. Fuck, dude. Um, That's nuts. And they and it's not that they're like, they're protecting their community. They're a criminal organisation. And they're running drugs and they're yeah. managing all of yeah. that and they take all of the money from it. And it's not that like, we don't want our kids on drugs. It's like, we are happy for our kids to be on drugs but you only go to this drug dealer yeah it's it's we pick and choose where you get yes. your shit from like even when we were staying in Fucking the man. ARC apartments yeah like they were like oh it's it's. I was saying oh it's really safe here and they were like yeah because it's like protected it, it's looked at because it's because it's touristy they protect that to keep oh money. yeah like there's no like you don't fuck about in here and if you fuck about in here it's mad the way it's changed from like one way of making money to now like protect the tourism because yeah. that's how we keep the money um, and like that's the other thing is like the United Kingdom don't give a fuck about them because they cost Could, them money couldn't care less um, like who are, who are you loyal to they, they don't care but about now you. they're in this really odd situation up there where there is more so by the end of this year Catholics outweigh Protestants oh, there wow. is more, more Catholics, Catholics in the north of Ireland than there is Protestants Jesus, that's mad. And even like there's just like a, a rap band up there called Kneecap. You ever heard oh, of I've them? heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> and they were saying like they were on like BBC Four a little while ago, and they speak Irish. Yeah. So there's like a real growth of the Irish language yeah. as well in Northern Ireland. But they were saying, <laughs> okay. the guy was like, "Well, like, why do you think it'd be any better?" And he was like, "I don't know. It's going to be." He was like, "They're so honest, and I love this about Northern Irish people." He was like, "I'm 23. I don't fucking know if it's going to be any better." But, like, it couldn't be any fucking worse than this. Yeah, it's true. Like, so, yeah. he was like, here's the thing. He was like, I have, like, I'm 23. I'm here. He was like, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. He was like, I've nowhere to go here. I don't know, like, I don't know how it could be any worse. Yeah. And on top of that, there are people that genuinely hate me yeah. because of who I am. Yeah. Um. So, oh, it is that thing, but it is phenomenally better than when we were growing up like oh, we used to bomb yeah. in the city centre yeah. at Christmas yeah. so <laughs> thank you for telling that story because it's really important you're welcome friend. <laughs> it's also really upsetting. I'm sorry for being a Debbie Downer <laughs> something good because Colin's <clears throat> putting a song in here so mm-hmm. let's what's a good thing what's a good thing um, at some point this week I hope that I will stop pissing myself and not cough. we really hope Sarah will stop pissing herself she'll not be sick anymore going into week how eight. do I stop pissing myself kegel exercises here oh my god I've seen this thing online it's a Kegel exercise. Shove it up your video butt. game. See, this is what you need to do. This is you are the target market for this product. Yeah. Someone shared it and was like, "Who needs this?" Sarah like does. as if like it's not the greatest idea I've ever so seen. So is it just like a thing you put inside your vagina? It is and a then joypad that has like pressure points on it. Right. You put it inside your vagina and then you're watching a game on your phone. <laughs> and then when yeah. you need to shoot it, you go. Bow! You squeeze your vagina. So I can squeeze my vagina now. But like Does I can't hurt? hold it. No. You can't hold it. No. Let me squeeze. It starts to hurt after a while though. No, mine is dead. I don't know if I'm squeezing my, my vagina or my arsehole. My pelvic falling apart. Am I squeezing my vagina or my arsehole? I don't know. It's a mix, isn't it? It's a mix. You should be able to feel it in your stomach. Yeah, it's my vagina. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, anyway, well done. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Kegel exercise. For squeezing your vagina. I'll buy you a little Kegel uh, video game 
and you can do your I wonder how much it is if anybody would like to donate to the Kiko video game uh, join our Patreon yeah six euro a month Colin's trying to try to make me vlog stuff six euro for the Patreon oh, someone on the Facebook was like saying that they were on some podcast and there was a sponsor and that they found out like that the sponsor whatever it was they were selling was like really valuable like like good value for money and they were like I think MMI should get sponsors and I was like where how how, how do we do like whenever I google it I'm like Oh, how they're like get this thing and then I get the thing and then I'm like but what do I do from here yeah. I don't understand how to someone do this someone help us someone <laughs> is there any podcast networks that want to put our podcast on it I'm problematic they'd be like here's some rules stop saying I'm a cunt. problem stop talking about the IRA uh, stop being borderline bestiality um, oh, I'd love to fuck that horse <laughs> stop doing everything you're doing change the entire podcast and away you go what's that two white women doing a true crime podcast fucking Amazing. That true crime time time? Revolu- revolutionary. No, you know what? I'm over my bitterness to true crime time. Are you? Yeah, I'm over my bitterness to true crime time. Um, uh, I wish them the best of luck with their endeavour. And... She just uh, threw up her hand <laughs> and made the international sign for wanking. No. Good luck to true crime time. No, I say fuck them. No, best of luck. We're all in this together, lads. I was talking to someone the other day, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or something. And they were talking about the podcast community and I was like, we are not part of any community. Yeah, and I think that's probably the problem. <laughs> I think that might be the problem. Like, we're just like the weird uh, cousin in the corner. We're the outsiders. Picking their nose, like that's what we are. Yeah. So I feel we're, like if we were ever, if they, we were ever to be asked to be on like a... Uh, we were asked very recently to be on a podcast. But like on a podcast network, if like all cast or one of those people asked us to be on a, I feel like they'd be like, stop, you have to stop everything. Do you think they would? I, if they, I think they'd, li- like if someone's going to put us on, they would have listened to... Uh, the Kegel conversation but I feel like we should how do we here does anybody know how do we get on a podcast network <laughs> does anybody know anything can someone wanna, help us do you want to know how how this isn't how yeah this is not how anyway plus, plus Colin would get really fucking he'd be cracking the whip more he cracks the whip enough I think I've he, had the whip cracked enough at me at this point he can crack the whip if we make more money okay but if I don't help. have to work and I can do this for a living someone help us I'm problematic I'm a problem. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to episode 50. Episode 50. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, we did nothing What's the special. song about? I can't remember. Probably, I think it's about me hating him. It's about you. It's about him doing that annoying accent. What he does, does he say? Me. Okay, dude. Okay, dude. Okay, dude. Here, listen, it's better than my one. Your one's hilarious. Though. Yeah, fuck you. Mine's just irritating. Okay, dude. My one's like, hell yeah, what's the story? Graham, what are Graham. we going to do? things people you this uh, guy you Sarah Jane stop pissing yourself I can make no promises stop pissing nor yourself nor can I make any commitments um, I don't understand the question I so I won't ever, respond uh, the other day I nearly, I nearly pissed myself I was coming in the door and I dropped the keys and I had to bend down while needing to and I was like I'm going to piss myself at this door and I said if it happens I'm just going to stand here and let it go yeah. I'm not going to run through the house gathering no, the piss all over. I'm just like, I'm just going to stand at the door. And if anybody, you can get a little dribble If anybody walks past, let a little dribble say out. Say hi. Where you're like, oh, oh, that's happened to me a yeah. couple of times where I've been like, oh, then I changed my underwear straight away. You see, I don't have those options. <laughs> right? <laughs> you need to bring underwear with you everywhere I you do. go. Any time, anymore that I'm with you now, I'm just going to bring um, um, extra underwear in my bag like, for you. I do, but like, here's the thing. I just. It just happens. It just happens. Just and you can't it. control your season and your coffin and anything else. So no, and here's it. the worst thing, right? Honestly, this is like turned into like fucking... Piss podcast. Piss corner. 
Um, Piss Corner is the name of the episode. Piss Corner. Let me write this down. <laughs> forget it the it's second. It's when I'm lying in bed, sleep, and a sneaky cough comes out. Oh no, and you're like, ah! And then it's just like, Piss I just feel it. <sighs> and I do like, like, are you like, I have to stay here now? I'm not getting over it. I just like, this is a. Uh, I do always be afraid. This is not a true story. I did be afraid that I'm going to electrocute myself off the electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah Jane Everton. I'm sorry, I've dropped the oh, thing. Don't worry about it. Everything. I, I I bought crates for my books, so they're like crates that you stack, and they're like pink and purple and yellow. So I'm going to stack them. Put the Why is there nowhere to put them? Where's uh, the shelf? Uh, my shelf that I ordered, they cancelled the order. Why? Because I didn't have it apparently. Was it Amazon? Nope, Sklum. Oh. Which are usually good. I got a got a shelf in my kitchen from them and they were fine, but they cancelled the order, so I'm all fucking got it. Anyway, thank you to everybody. We better go because yeah. it's I'm very lazy and it's nine. It's only nine o'clock. I know. Not for us. Alright. Gotta go jump a car. She's gotta go jump oh yeah, you've got to go jump a car. Okay, thanks everybody. Have a good uh week. Bye! Bye. Hello Emma. Hello. Welcome to another therapy session. My name is Dr. Schwinkernadel. Let me bring up your file here. Mm-hmm. You appear to not like men very much, is this correct? Fucking men! Do you think these are rational thoughts, Mr. Cormac? I don't know, dude. I see, I see. Well, you're in luck, because I have an exercise that can help you out. Okay. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> and now tell me everything you hate about men. Things I hate about men. Things I hate about men. Let me see. Um, well, I never had time for Billy. Is a fool. So please take this as a warning. Emma's gonna get you. Emma's gonna get you. I really hate that cunt Adam. He's a bastard. That banger John is a two. Dirty bastard. If I had my way, there would be a reckoning. Emma's gonna. She hates the boys She shakes her fist when they make noise She keeps the scissors in her bag Don't get her mad Cause she'll say MMI, MMI Dirty old man, you deserve this MMI, MMI Dirty old man, you deserve this MMI, MMI, MMI Listen, Sarah Jane I've come up with a plan We could castrate